welcome, my friend, to another episode. Hey, before we get started, I want you to picture this, your best caregiver self. What would it look like? Imagine living your caregiver journey with vitality and joy. It might seem like a distant dream right now, but you know what? It is entirely within your reach. When you craft a personalized path focused on quality care and your well-being, the impossible becomes possible. That's what the Empowerful Caregiver School is all about. You'll receive daily video lessons, a robust journaling workbook packed with practical strategies and reflective questions guiding you towards growth and empowerment as a caregiver. Plus, you'll be part of a supportive community in our private Facebook group and join us for bi-weekly group coaching sessions. Let's rewrite your caregiver story together. Join Empowerful Caregiver School today and start thriving. Click on the link in the show notes or go right out to my website at kathylvan.com forward slash empowerful to learn. Okay, let's jump into today's lesson. Just four weeks after starting my caregiving journey, I stood at the starting line to run my half marathon. I struggled that day. I cried and just about quit until I got to mile 10. Listen to this episode to see how to use gratitude and how it can help you get through your challenges. Hey there, I'm Kathy Vandenhuvel, your host of the Caregiver Wife Podcast. For the last few years, my life was filled with overwhelm, trying to figure my way through caregiving while working my corporate job, running my business on nights and weekends, keeping up with healthy routines, and running my household. I'm here to tell you, you can keep your identity. You can keep your goals and passions while caregiving for your spouse. All it takes is the right mindset, habits, and help. So join me here weekly as I share my stories, tips, motivation, and interviews to help you in your caregiving journey. I was numb. I was lost. I felt like I lost my purpose. I was faking everything. I was supposed to be the supportive wife. Dennis was the one sick and needed me. I remember getting up on that October Saturday morning, and it was gray and cloudy with drizzly rain. It was time to run my half marathon that I had trained 12 weeks for. The only issue was that the last four weeks were a total mess. My dad was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Then Dennis was diagnosed with CLL. In those four weeks, I was trying to work, run my business, going to doctor appointments and chemotherapy appointments. I didn't run much in the last four weeks, and my nutrition and diet were terrible. 
When you ramp up for a race, your main focus those last four weeks should be getting your body ready physically, nutritionally, and mentally. And I was so distracted. Who wouldn't be? But I was committed to this race, even if I had to walk it. I was going to do it. With the rain that morning, I wore those one of those plastic poncho uh, raincoats over my running shorts and tank top. It was a humid 55 degrees, but I knew I didn't want to start out soaking wet at the starting line. The starting line was filled with women runners for this annual breast cancer run. Everybody had their earbuds on and the loudspeakers were playing pump up music. People were jumping up and down, stretching, and then came the national anthem. It took me a few minutes to feel the emotions of starting a race, but this time it was different. This was actually my ninth half marathon. I felt nervous and stressed and worried and dreading this passion and commitment that I had. Dennis was standing on the sidelines, smiling like he always did, supporting me. This guy was going through cancer and he was supporting me. I felt so guilty at that moment. Then the gun goes off and the race begins. I started to run and my feet and my legs were so heavy. I just kept going. I had to keep going. After about a mile, I ripped off that plastic poncho since I was really getting heated and steamed up underneath that plastic. In mile two and three, I was feeling a bit happy. It felt like being out there running and listening to my music. I didn't think about anything else. The sun actually peeked out. I see Dennis then at six miles and started to bawl. All my emotions of the last few months or last few last month, last few weeks started to bubble up. How was I going to keep this up? Why is cancer deciding to visit both of my favorite guys, my dad and Dennis in my life? I don't want to face this challenge. More and more emotions just kept pouring out. At one point, a lady looked at me and asked me if I was okay. I said, running sure brings up the deepest emotions. She continued to run with me and she looked at me and shared her breast cancer story and how she fought for two years and now she's out running a race again. How inspirational. Fast forward to mile eight, where I became super angry. I wanted my old life back. I kept telling myself in my mind, life will never be the same again. I even felt sorry for myself. I had all those emotions and dreams and goals for myself. And now I may have to postpone those goals and dreams. I stopped at that moment right in my tracks and started walking for a few moments and had to really tell myself, I can choose to run this race. I can choose to work through these emotions or I can just plain stop. I choose positivity and I chose positivity, optimism, and fight. At mile 10, which is one of the hardest parts for me anyway, Your mind starts playing tricks with you, and all you want to do is quit. 
So I started focusing on gratitude at that time, knowing that not only was I physically running this race, but the emotions were there. I started saying out loud, yes, talking out loud as others looked at me and eventually joined in. I kept saying, I am grateful for running this half marathon. Then I said, I am grateful for supporting for all the people who support me. I am grateful for the women I met along the way. I am grateful for the volunteers cheering me on. I am grateful for my optimistic and positive spouse. I am grateful for the doctors and nurses helping us along the way. I am grateful for my team being so supportive. I am grateful for my sons. I am grateful for my grandgirls, my supportive friends. You get the picture. It was funny, though, because other people started saying things along the way as well. They started saying, I am grateful for. And eventually that little group of people that I with, were with started clapping and cheering as people shouted out things. As I got to the finish line, which is 13.1 miles, I was totally exhausted physically and mentally. It was my worst running time pace ever, but the best mental race I ever ran. If I would have listened to others telling me, oh, you don't want to do this, you've had such a hard month, or my mind prior to that telling me, you're not ready for this, Kathy, you didn't eat well, you didn't sleep well, and I didn't run that race this morning, that morning, I wouldn't have processed through those tough things. Now, I'm not saying that you have to run a race to get to that mental and emotional state and and overcome it. But I'm saying that everyone processes differently. And what I want to really talk about is the winning moment or that climax in the race, which was really when I got to mile 10, when I discovered the importance of gratitude. You will get to that so-called 10th mile of frustration and anger and sadness and resignation before that 10th mile. But how are you going to pull yourself out to get to that good space? And I truly feel it's gratitude. Let me share a quote here from Jennifer Gale. When you look at life through the eyes of gratitude, the world becomes a magical and an amazing place. There are huge benefits of gratitude. For adding gratitude to your daily habits will help you. Let me give you some some reasons why. Number one reason, it improves and increases your productivity Gratitude trains your brain and shifts your mindset to focus on the good. This in turn increases your happiness, increases your joy, and then boosts your mood. Making it a habit first thing in the morning, making it priority, especially in tough times, is so important. I really recommend getting yourself a notebook or a journal and grabbing that in the morning. Maybe you grab your favorite beverage like a cup of coffee 
and write down five things that you are grateful for. Sure, you can say them out loud, but it means so much more when you write them down. You train your brain um, by writing them down. Now, just don't put the basic things like, I'm grateful for my kids or my spouse. Get specific. As I'm looking at my journal back in December of 2017, when things were really challenging for me, let me read what I wrote. I wrote in there, I am grateful for the kind words from my friend Julie. The second one is a walk with Dennis to talk through our tough week. Uh, Third one is my doggy kisses when I really needed them. I also put on there, and I'm kind of embarrassed, but I'm going to tell you anyway, singing in the shower to boost my mood. Sometimes I just have to do something and talking to my mom. And so it, it really does. Keeping keeping a journal is very personal, and it's a personal activity, but it allows you to record those gratitude pieces. It also allows you to record achievements, and it builds self-esteem. When you wake up each day and compliment yourself, your soul feels appreciative and it feels purpose. And so in addition to going ahead and writing down my five uh, things I'm grateful for in the morning, I also write down, I am proud of myself for or because, and maybe it's things like my healthy habit or going for a walk today, asking for help. You know, maybe it's asking somebody if they would help you with the lawn work or giving your spouse a ride to an appointment. Or maybe you finished a project and you pushed through even if you were tired. Or maybe it was taking some time, putting away your social media and your phone and spending time with your spouse you know, great, um, your, your achievement. And so when you think about that, you set yourself up that day with those two things, you're, you're going to go ahead and train yourself to go ahead and move forward with positivity. So, um, let me see, I have them written down. Okay. So, I want to get you my free template that I write in my journal each day and those things that I write in there. And there's going to be a few other things that I'll put in there because I write in there my goals for the day, but more importantly, my top three priorities as well. And so when I'm sitting there in the morning, I'm training my brain and I'm really focusing on What do I remember in the last day where was I grateful for in the morning? Then what am I most proud of? And then what are my top three priorities for the day? So I don't veer off into la-la land. What are the three most important things? So when I lay my head down at night, I've gotten those three things done. And one may be focusing just on me. I'm going to go ahead and make sure... I go on um, a run or a walk or get on my piece of exercise equipment. One might be work-related. One might be calling for something that I need to do. So I'm going to give you that free. Um, it's just going to be a sample of what I write every day. And you can use a, um, a spiral notebook or maybe you have a favorite journal, but use something separate that you put either put by your bedside or put by your coffee pot in the morning, whatever it would be. You can find that free template in the notes section or you can find it 
at my website, www.kathylvan forward slash gratitude. And that's Kathy with a C, so C-A-T-H-Y, L-Van forward slash gratitude. Like I said, it's it's in the uh, notes, so you can grab that link in the notes. This free handout can simply be transferred into your notebook. The important thing is that you can adjust it a bit based on your needs. Just like I talked about putting in your three priorities, that might be something. It might be something where you need to just jot down your challenges and figure out how you're going to fix those challenges. This helps me really, though, stay focused and stay optimistic. Um, I put on here on those super hard days, I'm referring to my notes, you guys, on those super hard days, you can pull out that journal before your bed, before you go to bed and write down grateful sentiments as well. There are days where I just am, you know, kind of over the top loaded with overwhelm. And by going ahead and focusing your brain on positivity before you go to bed, it may help you sleep better. It may help you um, overcome some of those worries. You know, it reminds me when I can't sleep at night of that 10th mile and I can choose to be in that downward spiral or I can choose positivity. All in all, grateful people take better care of themselves. And isn't that true about caregiving? You have to take care of you first before you caregive. Now, this is a habit, and a habit takes on average 28 days to form, 21 to 28 days, that's what experts say. So think about things you do daily without thinking, like brushing your teeth, maybe it's hitting that button on the coffee pot, or making your bed, or eating lunch, or whatever that habit is. You want to train your brain to go ahead and do this habit as well. And so I had to, for the longest of time, set that journal out every day where I would know I'd have to grab it or set your your alarm to say it's journal time, whatever it would be. When you decide to journal each day and enjoy it, you will find that you can shift your focus and thoughts. You're able to feel more positive emotion. You're able to relish the good in each day and the good experiences and build stronger experiences. And that's truly what you want. You want to go ahead and get yourself into a space where you're going to think optimistically and positively. Now, it's going to take some time to go ahead and get there, but I bet you will. So my challenge to you is to grab that that free handout. And then if you are journaling gratitude, comment in the, in the notes today or comment on the site um, and let me know what you journal today as far as gratitude. I am so grateful for you all and have a good rest of the day. Bye for now. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's Caregiver Wife podcast. If you've liked what you heard, please click the subscribe button so you don't miss out on my future episodes. One more thing before you leave today, I want you to look at your calendar and grab it and look to see where you can schedule some time for yourself this week. Remember, you can't caregive effectively 
and take care of your spouse unless you're taking care of yourself first. Sending you hugs and joy for a great week. Bye for now.